I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by a comic shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination. And with generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and to learn how you can support this and other fine Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Ladies and gentlemen, from the borough of Queens, in the city of New York, this is the Epic Piecast with your hosts, Nelson Lugo and Schaefer the Dark Lord. Gentlemen, coming to you from the beautiful and spacious Studio 6C in Astoria, Queens. This is the Epic Pie Cast, episode 45. I am your host, Nelson Lugo. And I am your other host, Schaefer the Dark Lord. What up, Schaefer? <laughs> and we're back, loyal listener. And we have got a fucking outstanding show for you today. Well... Maybe. <laughs> you are really invested in your confidence that this is going to be an excellent episode. I think, I'm not so sure. I think I think this is going to rank up there as part of like, uh, like if they ever make a top 10 list of Epic Piecast episodes, this might, this might break, you know, in the top five. In the top five. Yeah. What do you think is our best episode ever, if you can remember? Um... Wait, what do you think? Well, hold on. That's a loaded question because I I am interpreting that in two ways. Okay. One, what do I think is the best episode or what do I think the audience thinks is the best episode? Oh, that second one was not the question that I asked. Oh. What do you think is the best episode? I think the best episode we ever did is when we got your ex-wife in here. Yep. And we talked about the, the, the dissolving of your marriage with your ex-wife while drunk on tequila. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Please, <laughs> please visit our archives and check out episode seven, "The Island of Doctor Eviler." And I believe that was our Valentine's Day episode. That was a that was our first Valentine's Day episode <laughs> with my ex-wife. You know, I would also say that episode ranks pretty high among yeah. my favorites. My favorite ever is still the War of the Worlds episode that we did. Oh, that that comes in. That's a close second. Only uh, because I put so much work in. Yeah, I, I love that one. And also, not for nothing, I actually genuinely enjoy our game show segment. So any show that actually has... Uh, uh, a segment where you and I are ask, uh, answering questions. Oh, yes. Those tend to be my favorite. Yes. Uh, the yeah. f- 
the Force Awakens episode with MC Front a lot. Was, yes. was a favorite. That yes. was a good one. And uh, then the Batman episode with uh, Alan Kister. Yep. Yeah, yep. Those are the ones. Uh, so, hey, you know what, listener? If you have a favorite top five Epic Podcast episode, oh. then shoot us an email at epicpodcast at gmail.com and give us your five top five list. And uh, And you know what? If we like your order... Uh, we'll read it on the air, and uh, we might shoot you a prize. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. I would actually love to hear what, yeah. what our listeners' favorite episode is. Yeah. Or their top five. Or their top five. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I personally just want to know what their, what their number one favorite is. It would be nice to get a little feedback to know what's working and what isn't. <laughs> <laughs> I tend to think they all work just because they're done. Right. But <laughs> that does not mean that it is a solid 90 to 120 minutes worth of entertainment. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm sure we've had a couple of clunkers. Let us know. Uh, In fact, while you're at it, tell us the one, the episode you hated the most. Oh, yeah, there you go. Please do not give us the top five episodes you hated the most. No, 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 no. Just no, the no, one. No. Just the one you didn't like. My or... fragile ego cannot take that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, your top five and your bottom one. Send us an email at epicpiecast at gmail.com. So it is now July going on August, which means it is incredibly hot. It is balls hot in the studio today. Studio 6C is on the sixth floor, so it's hot here always. Yeah, it's uh, it's like it's swampy. And now we've got the windows open, which means you can hear more sirens and probably derelicts shouting. And Roger just pleading for air. Right now you can probably hear Roger because he's going to walk around the studio and... Here, come here. No, oh, 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 now you act like you're not interested. What's up, dog? Okay, that's good. Off you go. <laughs> so we are in the uh, we are in the armpit of summer. Yes, we are. Yeah, yeah, we are in the dog days, as it were. Uh, and uh, that means summer movies. Summer movies. You know, my favorite year for summer movies ever. I, I think is is I still have a very special place in my heart for the summer of 2012. Uh, that was a good summer. Not because a ton of stuff came out that I liked. In yeah. fact, off the top of my head, I can really only remember that Dark Knight Rises came out that summer. Yeah. But the thing I liked about it is you and I went to see a movie pretty much every weekend. In almost. The, in the summer of 2012. Yeah, pretty much almost. Yeah. There was a point where we went to, the, we met at the movies one Saturday to see the, to see Literally anything. Yeah. Because it was so hot. <laughs> yeah. We went to see like a two o'clock. AC and giant tubs of Coca-Cola. Yes. We went to see like a two o'clock showing of Who Cares yes. Air Conditioning. Yes. And that movie was actually Ted, which uh, I enjoyed very much. I enjoyed that movie too. Yeah. Yeah. I, t- I talked you into playing the movie game that day. Yes. So uh, this summer, um, there are, like every summer, there's just tons of wonderful offerings in the theaters sure. for your entertainment. Mm, sure. Um, and we've seen a few of them yeah, so far. Yeah, a couple. Since, since Cap, we've, yeah. seen, we've seen a couple. You want to start with uh, one we saw very recently? Yeah, so um, there's this little uh, independent film that you may have heard. Uh, it celebrates the 4th of July as a, as a uh, worldwide holiday uh, uh, called Independence Day Resurgence? Yes, a sequel yes. to the 1996 Roland Emmerich masterpiece, <laughs> Independence Day. I've spent 
many years <laughs> going toe-to-toe with anybody who will challenge me on what an excellent movie Independence Day is. I've referenced it yeah. on this program a number of times, using more, it more as a times. benchmark yeah. to discredit my own opinions about things because I love Independence Day so much. I saw Independence Day in 96 in the theater at least three times, probably more. I was working in a video store when it came out, and I watched the video on Endless Loop in the store. I sure. stole a copy and took it home and watched it. My roommates <laughs> made fun of me. The customers made fun of me. Everybody made fun of me. I thought it would run out after a year, but it didn't, because for 20 years, I continuously held a very, very special place in my heart that I'm now at the point where I have to just acknowledge that it's not a movie that I liked ironically or I liked in spite of things. It's a movie that's actually one of my most favorite movies of all time I, i've seen it so many i've seen oh it, yeah i know I've, i know i've probably seen that movie more than i've seen jedi whoa that's saying something that's that's actually probably not accurate. that's probably should, not true but i've definitely seen independence day more than i've seen 1989 batman i can guarantee that well i i i, I do not doubt it i i would i would even say that if of, of all the movies you've seen the most of it might it yours will break the top five like independence day will probably be in the top five i just so many times yeah so many uh, times that i learned president whitmore's speech and yes. i opened many of my rap shows with it absolutely uh, I, I just I, I would like to also say that I love Independence Day. I love it. And I don't love it ironically. I don't love it in spite of it. I love every stupid frame of that movie. It is such wonderful high adventure sci-fi popcorn fodder that just makes me feel good and gives me all of the like the America hooray uh, 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 goof, goosebumps you know it's the movie that turned Will Smith and gave him the nickname Mr. July because after that oh, was that was that yeah. when it started he had a yeah. he had a big summer blockbuster every summer for like 15 years after that yeah always yeah. opening in July but that was that was the big one and of course his Lines are the are the ones that are made fun of the most yes. on the the internet. <laughs> I feel like enjoying a movie like Independence Day requires something of a cognitive reframe. Whereas if you're going into it and you're thinking this is this is very serious, uh, grounded science fiction fantasy. Oh goodness, no! You are going to laugh at it. Yeah. at its ridiculous things. Jeff Goldblum gives the aliens a computer virus from like Windows 95. Yeah. And that's what saves the earth. Yeah. But if you go into this movie again with the reframe and you see it as a huge budgeted uh tribute to uh, B movies, yeah, that came out in 96. It works excellently. It, Everything it about is it a, is so hackneyed and ham-fisted and corny yeah. and and self-aware and 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 on goofy. purpose, on purpose. I mean the, I mean it's not a perfect film, but Everything it does, it does on purpose. Like there, there are there are many many dramas out there that end up being fantastical, awful comedies that people laugh at, not because of, but in spite of it. You know, yeah. This is not one of those. All of the laughs are cheap laughs, and they're cheap on purpose. And that's what I love about it. Yeah. It's very self aware. It it doesn't take itself seriously. It is just fun for the sake of being fun. And the aliens are genuinely scary, or at least they were to me when I saw them mm-hmm, originally. Sure. And I really felt that the threat was real from a sort of fantasy sci-fi perspective. Mm-hmm. The stakes are getting uh, are super high. It's life or death, extinction of the human race. And uh, it was great. I, I saw it opening night in a, in a theater just 
fucking packed with New Yorkers and every 30 minutes people were just cheering and laughing and throwing popcorn it was it was it, I've never had so much fun watching a film before or since I have for many years I have loved well many of the films of Roland Emmerich because I love summer blockbusters yeah, you where do. you see a massive yeah. destruction to US cities <laughs> yeah you do specifically New York <laughs> you, I have Always. You have a huge hard on, yeah, for just cities, blo- recognizable cities being destroyed and landmarks one form or on fire, massive <laughs> casualties. I've always loved those, and I think that that started with Independence Day. Oh, really? I believe it was the following summer. I wanted to see something that yeah. showed me the White House blow up again, or or the Empire State Building, or something. Yeah. I just. I I those I've just found those sequences so breathtaking in Independence Day, and I wanted more of it. And to this day, I still love movies where there is massive destruction to cities, specifically New York. <laughs> you giggle so silently to yourself every time I watch a movie with you, and a city is just getting utterly decimated. Yeah, there's this giggle, that this gleeful joy that comes out of you when a character throws another character through a building, and then that building breaks in half. <laughs> yeah, what up, Man of Steel? It took two hours and ten minutes, but when I got to that part, then I was on board with you. So anyway, uh, the, all of that to say, all, all of that's just a, just just context. Twenty years of non-ironic. Pure love, yes, for Independence Day. Uh, and consider then, a classic summer movie. And then we get to Independence Day resurgence. Oh boy, was I excited when it was announced that they were doing a sequel? You were, you were very, very excited. I was less excited, um, only because I've grown cynical of Hollywood lately. Sure, um, but I, st- but not cynical enough to keep me home. Yeah, uh, and and so we went to go watch it. I got excited out of my pants. I saw the first trailer for it, and I was like, "Well," but I was still excited <laughs> out of my pants because I know the trailers are not always the most representative. No, not at all. Not at films. all. So we went to see it. I demanded. It was opening night. Yeah, Lugo. Yes, we're going to Independence. Day. I did not have a choice in the matter. You did not no. have a choice in the matter. You no. were going to see this yes. movie with. Yes, me. I did, and I did. Uh, and and I must admit, I got, I kind of got caught up in your excitement. Yeah. I, I I I started to you know feel like, hey, this actually might be a great summer blockbuster movie. If I have any regret from that night, it uh-huh. is that I did not take a before and after selfie of our expressions (laughs) so i guess i mean we're beating around the bush to basically say that to say that we're disappointed is a huge understatement yes it's it's and, and neither one I don't know I don't know about you but I don't really know where to begin with this look saying i was disappointed isn't totally accurate because that indicates that I had expectations that I was going to enjoy this. And that little, I should say giant black part of my heart Uh was throbbing the whole time saying, this is going to be terrible. I just knew. I just knew. Did you really? I did. There's so many things that are wrong. Did you set set yourself up for a fall then? It's 20 years later. A lot of the fun of Independence Day is the first act where these giant crafts appear in the sky and nobody on earth knows what the fuck is going on yeah now we're 20 years later and we've created a world army that has harvested technology from the fallen ships 20 years ago and we have created a force we've got better weapons better aircraft we have alien technology to protect ourselves in the event technology has has leapt 200 years in the event 
that the aliens come back. Yeah. So this movie happens and the aliens come back. It's not really a surprise because we know that these that this yeah. world has prepared for 20 years for this to happen. So they show up and they're like, about time. <laughs> After that, it's a couple hours of CGI apocalypse trying to hit all of the things that we loved of Independence Day. It was actually... Yeah, you know, I'm going to say it. Is the movie was insulting. It was insulting. It it was insultingly bad. And I will and I will go on and I, and I will say this about it. I mean, the 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 cliche of the movie is that it's trying to be everything Independence Day wasn't while still failing miserably at being a, a competent sequel. Yeah. The story I mean, listen, okay, look, the original Independence Day story was a very simple concept. Aliens come to Earth. Aliens try to destroy the Earth. Earthlings stop the aliens, right? This was War a, of the Worlds. Yeah. This was the most convoluted, fucked up, subplot, <laughs> heavy movie I've seen in quite a while. All uh, of these characters have to be, have to have some relation to original cast characters. Right, exactly. We've got no Will Smith, but we've got Will Smith's kid, and we've got the president's daughter, and they just happen to have a relationship. Right, and they, and they all happen to be ace fighter pilots. Yes. You know, and... It's just, it's too much. First of all, it's, it's, it's the United Colors of Benetton fighting squadron. Yeah. And, uh, and they're also, they're the, they're the legendary squadron because they're all kids from the original battle. Yes. And all of that's supposed to mean something in this world that they never introduce us to. Um, I don't get to care about the world because the only thing I see about the world is we've been, pre- we've been preparing for the possibility of aliens showing up and, oh, here's aliens. Well, I guess we'll do the thing. Right. And so I don't never, I, I never get to care about the world. I never feel like there are any great stakes. Yeah. Because they've been preparing and, and uh, I don't know. Also, Spencer movie, like they, they basically rounded up every actor who was from the original picture, who was willing to do this thing and right. give them some story. Arc. Token. Like, Judd some Hurt, token lines. Judd Hirsch is Utterly unnecessary in that. Oh, Judd Hirsch as David Levin's father in the original makes is sense. Necessary. And he's great. And he Absolutely. Moves, he kind of moves the plot forward and he gives us another set of like bewildered eyes to look through. In this one, it's just like, hey, did you like Independence Day? Because here's Judd Hirsch from Independence Day. Um, and Jeff Goldblum, bless his heart. He's not even, he can't even be bothered to phone it in. He doesn't care. Nope. He is collecting a paycheck. Uh, he delivers his lines with all the gravitas of someone ordering fried chicken from the corner Chinese food place. Yep. It is just lifeless. And uh, what's his? Oh, the president, the former president. What's his name? Uh, Bill Pullman? Yes. Bill Pullman. First of all, I'm really excited to see that Bill Pullman is working again because I loved him and he's been gone for a while and I just want to see him do more work. Yeah. But in this one... I don't know what the fuck he was thinking. Maybe, maybe, I think this might be a good example of a really good actor being given a really, really shitty script and trying to do the best he can with the limited amount of material to be working with. I hope he negotiated the shit out of his payday for that. Oh my God. You know, I actually, of the original cast members, I don't need to see all of them again. No. 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 Uh, but I, I, seeing President Whitmore was actually, I thought, was kind of an interesting idea to see him as this 
former president who's now become this kind of doddering old fool because he lost his mind after yeah. half the world died under his watch. Yeah. That's interesting. There's yeah. something interesting to be but done. But they there. don't go anywhere with no, it. It's they, it's they don't even they don't even make that no, connection they, at all. No. Like they, you're making that connection independent of the film. Yes. Yes. You know, he's basically some guy who's maybe PTSD, maybe Alzheimer's, yeah. maybe create like it's never specified. No. Uh but he just happens to be there just in time to reconnect with the band of uh ragtag er, upstarts. Er, yes, and so that he can cross paths with all these characters from the original movie <sighs> like like uh Brett Spiner or whatever. Well, first of all, I will say about Brett Spiner Brett Spiner is the only fucking saving grace of this film because every time he's on screen, it's fucking electric. And I don't know if that is because he's doing an amazing job. No, with the it's shitty just part. in contrast to the rest of the. Okay, that's what that's, that's what, what I'm what afraid is. of. Yeah. That's what I'm. It's like ah, the the, the the rest of the movie is so utterly shit that his scenes are exciting by comparison because he's actually doing something. He's making choices. You they know? cast this young actor to be like Will Smith's kid, who was or his stepkid from yeah. the original Independence Day. Yeah, and they make him like this top ace pilot in the whole thing yeah. but then they get him in there and then they kind of forget that they have him in there for like 90 minutes so yeah. they don't really do anything <laughs> with him he shows up at the end to drop a quip yeah. right before he shoots the thing and, and at that point you're like you're just pandering man you're just trying to give us more Will Smith quips without yeah. his charm or his presence welcome to earth yeah it's just it was that was it was yeah all of that bothered me and the thing that sucks is that there are details in the building of that world that are fascinating. Like they go and they meet this, this African warlord and out in these plains in Africa, there are hundreds, thousands of alien skulls on sticks because, because they write this stuff. There's still like these crash. They've been fighting. They've been fighting a land war for the past something like 50 years I don't or think something. They, no, I don't think they, they fought it that long. I think that like after all the crafts went down at the end of the first movie, the people just went out into the fields and just started slaughtering all the surviving aliens. Yeah, but and I think I, but I think there were pocket I the, the, like, I, I think what the, what I understood and maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm projecting now is that there were pockets of uh alien survivors that yeah. were putting up a resistance. Well, and it was we had we have this huge collection of POWs of the yeah. aliens too. Yeah. Like I, all of that stuff I thought was interesting. Like, oh, that's what would have happened at the yeah. end of this giant war that they would have, that people would have gone off and slaughtered the ones that were, that they could find that were remaining yeah. and they would have captured some of them so they could, we could study them. But then just nothing was done with that. No, there was not, or, no. or maybe they, maybe nothing was done with it. Maybe nothing needed to be done with it. It was just a cool detail in the world building. Yeah. But otherwise it was just, but like, but for me, like, why bother showing it if you're not going to give us anything else? You know? Yeah. It's I, the, the, there were so many directions it could have gone in that would have been fucking fantastic. And I, I don't mind the fact that human society leaped hundreds of years in a future, technology speaking, because of the all the harvested. No, um, that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. You know, uh, and I don't even mind that there's a world like all the worlds united now. There's no, there are no independent. That's States. cool too. That's how that, it would that's be. how it would work, you know. But that, but it's never like I had to figure that out, and at no point do I ever get a sense of this world being united under a single banner. Like no. it, it's just kind of like, oh, I guess that's a thing. Now. Maybe it's because almost everybody that we see is white, white and English speaking. Yeah, <laughs> it does. It doesn't really drive. Well, home. there's that one French girl, and then there's that one black dude. All right, so Charlotte Gainsbourg. <laughs> Who plays uh, Jeff Goldblum's, uh, I guess, romantic interest and in fellow scientist. Colleague, rival, love she interest. She gave a good performance. 
Yeah, she because, did. Because well, she, she only had like 12 lines. Yeah, but she they could have done more with her. I think she's an excellent actress, and if you are interested, folks, you should check out the Lars von Trier two-piece film Nymphomaniac, volume one and volume two. It's very... Uh, depraved and disgusting and explicit. Yes, it is. I, I saw volume one the other day, and uh, I am... I, I think she's excellent. I thought it was an interesting casting that they put her in Independence Day, but yeah. then they did and didn't really do enough They did her. nothing. Nothing with her. Oh, at, at the end, they're like, oh, there was a romance going on between these two all along. Who gives a shit? Who gives a flying fig Newton? Who gives a shit after they introduce a giant... <laughs> Queen alien, fucking because we needed a, a Godzilla picture at the same time. Yeah, it's like it's like all the executives looked at each other and went, "Hey, um, what was that film? That monster film that did really well, Cloverfield? Let's put a Cloverfield in it. Put this. a Cloverfield in it. What does it look like? It looks like the aliens are only bigger. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Uh, Independence Day Resurgence is profoundly unfun to watch. It's horrible. It's painful. Uh, Even Uh, if you're a big fan of the original, I wouldn't even recommend watching this on video when it comes out. Unless you're like... If you've paid zero dollars for that to be in your eyeballs, maybe. If you you can watch this movie for free over the winter while you are calling in sick from work and you have a dangerous fever... Then watch it because there might be some images in it. You're like, oh, wow, cool. They blew up Big Ben. But otherwise, <laughs> you will not give a shit. That's probably the only way that's a, in, the, in the midst of a, of, a, of a fever dream and you're watching it for free. That's the only way I could recommend it. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. F everything about that movie. Yeah, that was not that was not good. Speaking of summer movies. Uh-huh. We should probably talk about a big one. In fact, we're going to dedicate the second half of this episode to talking about the big one. The big one. Um, You could argue what the big one is this summer. But for me and my co-host. Sure. uh, Feel free to speak for me. The big one. Yeah. Is that Ghostbusters is in theaters again. Before we get to that, I guess I want to touch upon some of the. Uh, uh, outcry, the 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 sort of teeth gnashing and and uh, uh, you know foot stomping that's been happening for the better part of a year now. Paul Feig's uh, Ghostbusters reboot, sure, starring uh, Kristen Wiig, sure. uh, Melissa McCarthy, Leslie right. Jones, Kate McKinnon, has been such a divisive issue I ever know. since the casting was announced. This thing has uh, popped up in my various social media news feeds many times because I'm the one posting about it <laughs> uh, for the better part of the past year. It yeah. has been polarizing. It has been a a white-hot galvanizing issue for two opposing points of view, right. I feel. Basically, people who are rational, intelligent human beings... And people who are uh, racist, sexist, hate mongers. Oh, uh, right. Now, see, you're actually kind of playing into that divisive nature <laughs> by assigning all of these disparaging adjectives to the those with a different viewpoint. Well, yeah, because I, I have an opinion and I and I have a public forum. So therefore, my opinion matters more than anybody else's. No one should have not expected that when it was announced that an all-female cast was going to reboot Ghostbusters in 2016, that people on the internet might have a problem with that. Yeah. So what it has been ever since then, with every set picture, every casting announcement, every photo from the set, every trailer, every toy 
image. Every, every, every detail. leaked piece of information. Every uh, still. Every concept drawing. Yeah, everything. Everyone that has been released has been met with a furious, angry outcry from those who are utterly opposed to this project existing. Yeah. It's very easy for those who are excited about a new Ghostbusters or, let's say, candy-ass SJWs like Nelson Lugo and myself. Sure. It's very easy to say that we are only interested in this picture because we want to spite those who are angry about it or or that uh, that we are somehow also playing into some sort of political agenda with our excitement right. for it which couldn't be further from the truth yeah, I, I, fact, just, I just I just I don't care who was in it no you could have cast my four least favorite actors <laughs> and I would have said there is new ghostbusters in theaters with 2016 production values I am there yeah sure. you could have animated it on toilet paper using nothing but a yellow highlighter, and I would have been in line to see it. It could have been directed by Brett Ratner, and I still would have seen it on opening day. Um, and, 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 and I mean, I don't, I, I don't think this is our listeners. I think our listeners are very smart and intelligent people who understand that you should reserve judgment on a property unless, and until it's actually possible to consume it publicly. Right. Um, but if you are one of these people who are rolling their eyes and are using words like like uh, SJWs to describe Schaefer and I, I just want you to know from the bottom of my heart that um, I want you to go fuck yourself and die. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Can I come along? Yeah. Yeah, I want you to go fuck yourself and die, too. Oh. Uh, high five. High five. Uh <laughs> All right, so let's look at this. Um, yes. Admittedly, no matter what was going to be released to promote this film after the casting announcement had been made, right. people were going to, ever since, they've just, it doesn't matter what has been released. It, it shocked, it, it literally took me by surprise that people were upset as they were. Yes. It, I was not expecting the amount of hate for an announced film project that hadn't even begun shooting yet. Yeah. Like, it, it just didn't dawn on me like that. W- 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 and, and it doesn't matter what rationale they came up with. The only thing that they responded to was four female leads. But that's the that's the big thing about it is that the response has been so much not just people, predominantly men, saying that this is going to be this is an uh, this is a travesty of a project. Oh, oh dear God! But using every criteria they possibly can to describe it as such, without just saying. That they hate that it's women. It's yeah. kind of like saying, I'm not racist, but, and then following it with something. Yeah. So fine. you get all these people that are like, Ghostbusters looks like a piece of shit. It's not, has nothing to do with the casting. Yeah. It has to do with all of these other criteria. Yeah. And, but then they would list those other criteria and it would just make it it's more just suspicious. It's weak sauce. It's, it's, it's. One of the big ones that I heard. Yeah. Was people saying, I, my, my biggest complaint, it's not because they're women. It's because Hollywood is out of ideas. We don't, this is. We don't need another reboot. We don't need another sequel. This is a shameless cash grab. And that bothers me because literally every movie that has ever been made in the history of your goddamn life has been made to make money, especially the ones you like, the ones that come with toys. Yeah. Yeah. Those are made to make money. Yeah. So that's a criteria you don't hold for anything else. But also just in terms of like saying, well, I don't need another, uh, I don't want another useless reboot or prequel or or blah, 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 blah. yet these are the same people that will still run out and see another Batman movie yeah. or another Star Wars movie or another Spider-Man movie or get really excited when there's when Spider-Man shows up in Captain America yeah. oh my god Spider-Man how yeah. are you not fucking fatigued to 
tears. Yeah. Spider-Man at this point. Yeah. Uh, I just, I don't, under, I never understood the, the vitriol. I never understood this, the acidic, venomous hatred towards yeah. Ghostbusters. And, and, and people going on and on saying, you know, this is going to ruin my childhood or ruin the franchise. Yeah. To which I say, no. Ghostbusters 2 ruined the fucking franchise. Yeah, it's a it's it's Ghostbusters a, 2 is the most flawed Ghostbusters story ever written and yet it is still held up as being this pinnacle of of some uh, uh story franchise. It's a sloppily made movie starring a couple of actors who really don't want to be there. Yeah. And then here's here's another one. Once a trailer came out mm-hmm. and it got it, this record number of thumbs downs because Reddit mobilized apparently. Yeah. Um there's, there, there's nothing more powerful than a mob of angry white dudes. One of the big complaints of people that, that, that I keep saying, like, look, I'm not sexist. It's not about the cast. It's just that the CGI in this trailer looks terrible. Oh, jeez. That's a complaint you never leveraged against any of the five previous Spider-Man movies <laughs> that all feature long web-slinging sequences that look like a fucking video game. Yeah, and I guarantee you... However bad the Ghostbusters 2016 CGI graphics are, they are 10,000 times better than the special effects in the original Ghostbusters. A lot of people were saying that they didn't want to see the movie based on the trailer, but the undertone that I'd always get out of those was like they felt vindicated that the trailer looked lackluster uh-huh. compared to this because they wanted it to be bad. Sure. They, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. They've wanted it to be bad since it started. Right. So they would say, like, there's a lot of bad... I just thought the jokes were just terrible. Well, to be fair... Um, the jokes in the trailer are probably the worst jokes in the movie. One could argue that the trailers, the the, the sole job of a trailer uh-huh. is to get an audience excited for the po- for the property. Yes, right. And you could and 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 if you're going to make the argument that the tra- that the trailer was awful and didn't sell you on the idea, okay, fine, yeah. yes. good for you. Yes, but also it's a two minute slice that has out of context scenes and a larger body of work. Yeah, uh, and if you're going to base your entire buying uh, uh, choice based on two minutes, then I, I don't, I, I don't know how to help you. Also, I don't, know, if that, I don't know how to help you in your life because clearly you do not like fun. Yeah, and your capacity, in your slavish desire to hold on to the sort of hipster, uh, ironic viewpoints of life, have robbed you of your capacity to experience joy on any fundamental level that can actually resonate yeah. with being a human being on the planet. And again, it's a higher criteria that you're holding for this that you haven't for, say, uh, those hangover <laughs> movies that you think are so hilarious. Right. Which aren't. <laughs> or Iron Man 2. God. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, here's another one. Uh, this is the one. This is the shocking one. Oh, is this, this one? This right. is the one. Uh, on I, I would see a number of these fellas after the trailer came out, and they they would look at the character of Patty Tolan, uh-huh. who is played by Leslie Jones, sure. the one black Ghostbuster. Yeah, yeah. And there's the, 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 the detail that is revealed in the trailer that three of them, the three white women are scientists. Sure. And the black woman works for the MTA. Right. And that there's a line in the trailer where she's like, you know, the science stuff, but I know New York. Yeah. Like she has street smarts. This yeah. is the way she's portrayed in the trailer. Yeah. And I saw so many guys seize on it. It was like, oh, well, I'm not going to see this because it's got this, this black tokenism in it. <gasps> this is racist. Now, of all, 
of all of the insincere complaints that were made by the anti Ghostbusters 2016 crowd before the movie came released, sure. that's the one that, based on the material you were given, is the most legitimate. Okay. And however, it would feel sincere if you had ever, ever fucking ever leverage that same complaint against any of the other fucking pop culture that you consume all the time. Yeah. All of this shit, all yeah. of this superhero shit, science fiction shit, it's, it revels in fucking white supremacy. Absolutely. There's rarely black representation. Oh, so she works for the MTA. She works for the transit system. So she's like, now you can stand on your on a fucking insincere high horse and say like, oh, this is, this is poor representation of a black character, which you never said when you saw Thor. Right. And the one black character in Thor... Works for the transit system. <laughs> the fucking Rainbow Bridge. Seriously, the only black person. In the movie. <laughs> well, so but, all of well, that th- there's, also- some, there's some legs to it, but that one pisses me off the most. Where it's like that would seem like a thoughtful comment if you hadn't spent the yeah. last nine months yeah. saying I'm not sexist, but, but this dot, and this dot, and this dot, dot, criteria that I'm not holding to literally any other fucking movie. Well, that do- that also doesn't hold up any water for me either. When when Childish Gambino went public and said, "Hey, I want to audition for Spider Man," and then was met with such Again, just vitriolic hatred. Oh yeah, about no, you can't be Spider Man because you're black. Yeah, like you, you can't be Spider Man because you don't know what it's like to grow up in the inner city as a poor smart kid. <laughs> right. It's like fuck you, you fucking fucks. Yeah, I also kind of recall a a, <laughs> a, a bunch of uh, very thoughtful young uh, middle aged white men. Uh, losing their fucking shit when it was announced that the Human Torch in the last yeah. Fantastic Four movie was a black guy. It's unfortunate that that movie wasn't good. Yeah, but it's still like representation is important. Yes, it people. absolutely is. Fucking representation is important. The the rest of the big movies coming out this summer yeah. after after Ghostbusters. Yeah, uh, there's another Jason Bourne movie, so another unnecessary sequel. Right. Um. There's another Star Trek movie, so an unnecessary sequel to an unnecessary reboot. And then there's Suicide <laughs> Squad. Oh my God! Everybody's jerking off over Suicide Squad. Okay, that's a new property, but yet it will be our fourth live action portrayal of the Joker on screen. Yeah. And every trailer that I've seen looks like Jared Leto doing a shitty impression of Heath Ledger. And nobody <laughs> is fucking <laughs> pissing their little boy pants over that one. They're just excited. You read any comments on Suicide Squad? Yeah. Holy shit, this looks amazing. This looks better than Batman v Superman. This is going to be fucking awesome. This is going to be so great. I mean, a few of them cried when the first images of Jared Leto's uh, Joker costume were revealed. That's but that, true. But that, those uh, but, silenced over the course of a fucking weekend. Yeah. And now everybody's just super hype on this movie. Yeah. We don't need more Joker. There are so many villains in the DC universe. Or, you know, create a new story. But wait, we'll save yeah. that for Ghostbusters, right? We'll save that for Ghostbusters. Um, so all of that, I guess all, again, we're just, we're just supplying context for the interview that you're, that's coming up next. <laughs> this was the climate in the world in which Ghostbusters was released. <laughs> as if you don't have an internet connection. <laughs> right. Uh, and so we're going to get to that in a minute. And then, but I want you to tee this up because okay. it's a very special interview. So this is what happened. Yeah. Uh, Lugo and MC Frontalot and myself went to see it on opening night. We met up at a bar. Yeah. We had a bunch of drinks. Yep. We saw Ghostbusters. Yep. Opening night. As soon as it was done, we walked straight to Studio 60. Yep. We did not pass go. No, not at all. And as soon as we got here, we had a bunch more drinks. Oh, yes. And we turned on the microphones and we said, hey, you know, sometimes we do these little, like, field reports where we, like, get a little blurb. Like, we did with Front right. a lot with 
Force Awakens, right? Yeah. Afterwards, we yeah. like got our initial thoughts, and then yeah. a couple weeks later, we had him in to talk about it. Uh, we thought instead of doing that, we're going to go straight to the studio, and we're going to re- record a full segment with MC Frontalot <laughs> to get our thoughts immediately Immediately followed. after. Immediately. immediately. Yeah. So we have, we have left the theater. This is probably 30 minutes after we saw the final yeah. frame of the end credits. Yeah. And we came here... And we but it, suck down more drinks. But yeah, it's it's important to note that we are, if not full on drunk, at least damn near close to being full on drunk. Well, we were pretty drunk because yeah. all three of us had been drinking, but Frontalot and I uh, indulged otherwise as yes, well. Yes, you had you had other recreational things to do. So basically, we got <laughs> we got wasted like three. Adult men who have been giggling at people busting ghosts for 32 years. Yes. We just got loaded. Yeah. And we just turned on the microphones and just let it all come out. So, dear listener, please know um, we're going to present this exactly how it was recorded, unfiltered, unedited for your entertainment pleasure. And please note, this whole segment could really benefit from some editing, but I feel like we're going to lose the heart of it. Yes, if we yes. try to pretend otherwise. Yes, uh, we may we may tighten up some of the some of the gaps because I think at one point we took a break for more beer. But <laughs> other than that, other than that, this is exactly how it went down without uh, any uh, censoring on our part. Okay, so now you're prepared okay. for what you're going to listen to. Please note that in the context of this podcast, we will be talking about the film's ins and outs. So please, this is a huge spoiler warning. If you have not seen Ghostbusters, you may want to pause here, go watch the film, and then come back and listen to the rest of the episode. But from this point forward, we will be spoiling. But before you hear that, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be back in just a moment. i 
Hey guys, welcome to Super Fucked Up Edition. I agreed to be on this podcast one more time. My name's Henry Fonda, accomplished actor. I agreed one more time to come on this thing, but my condition was first we had to get fucked up and go see Ghostbusters and then get fucked up again and record it because we would not be fucked up anymore because this comedy's two hours long. So anyway, they acquiesced. And here we are again on the Epic Piecast. Um, I'm your host, Smiles. Today, my guests are Giggles and Chuckleface. <laughs> which, which one? How's which the which laughter going, boys? How, Wh- I which one am I? Pick a side. You are Chuckleface. I'm am Smiles. I? Okay. Move over. <clears throat> okay. You're at a fucking angle. All right. All right. Are you, you're a, are you're you Turkish coup and you're World War Three. Oh, dear. And I'm your host, a dark rain cloud on the horizon. How's it going, everybody out in internet? <laughs> Can they talk? I'm hearing no response from the crowd. Uh, they they talk amongst themselves. Check, check your line in. You might you might uh, check your uh, earphones. They talk. Earphones, they uh, talk to themselves because the listeners' program are typically l- alone. <laughs> How can they be truly alone when we're talking to them? That's, How'd you guys like Ghostbusters? We just you, got back from well, it. Hold, settle Wait, down. Gotta settle down. Settle down. Fuck you. We got, we got a format here. I'm feeling <laughs> feisty. We're, I'm going to intro the segment, and then we'll go back, and we'll put your intro back no, into it. No, just play. Just press play. It's special fucked up edition. <laughs> no, that's I not mean, how, cut that's out not, everything that's not funny I, that's, when you wake <laughs> up. We booked a guest, not a guest producer. Yeah. Everyone's yeah, always got a reason need, why no I can't armchair talk. armchair quarterback from the likes of you. Have it your way. Manipulate oh. time and space. <laughs> Lie to your loneliest fans well, about go- the order in which happiness descends. I'm not going to lie to him anymore because I just, the, the, I just gave up what I was planning to do. So I'm not going to do that now. Oh, okay. We're going to do this, but we're still gonna, I'm still going to do this intro and it's going to be just... Well, it's your show. Please do uh, whatever you like. <laughs> <laughs> don't, let me, don't let me get in your way. <laughs> I don't run your you're, hard you're, drive. You're you're quite magnanimous. Thank you, sir. I, your generosity is. I'm here to please. <laughs> well, all right. Will you just will you humor, humor us if we do? Do, do the to. thing. Just do okay. the intro. Yeah. Do the intro before huh? he's going to start. Oh, yeah, yeah. Again. Sorry, we take a break for it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, our guest on the program this month 
is a returning friend of the podcast. Please welcome back to the program. Accomplished actor Henry Fonda. Okay, accomplished actor Henry Fonda. I was going to go with Brooklyn-based heartthrobbish of nerdcore hip-hop, MC Frontalot. Sweet, hey, sweetheart. Hey, guys. <clears throat> What'd you think of that Ghostbusters? All right, so... We're gonna get right... <laughs> tonight, dear listener, we, <coughs> the three of us, oh, uh, met up, had drinks, mm-hmm. saw the new Ghostbusters. Yes, we did. And we just exited that movie about 30 minutes ago. Right, and we are now here uh, drinking booze. More booze. And we're now gonna talk about it. We're not gonna sleep on these thoughts. No. We're going to do them while they're fresh and sincere and spinning. And inebriated. Me. Excuse me. A lot. Uh, a lot. So, uh, initial thoughts. Uh, I loved it. Nelson, you loved it. Oh. Yeah. That's I, it. That's all I got. I loved it. I, think- I loved every minute of it. I laughed. I felt things. It, it, it hit all the nostalgia chords. And it, it, it broke new ground for itself. And I liked it. Huh. I liked it very much. <laughs> I'm not comfortable saying I loved it. I want to declare. I want to just right, shout right. out into the ether. I loved it because yeah. I want to be right. But yeah. uh, I can say that I liked it very much. I, had, I wasn't completely pleased every moment of the movie. Okay. But that's I, fair. I'm rarely pleased with every moment of the movie or rarely with every moment of anything. That's true. You do hate fun. I don't hate fun. Yeah, I just, you do. I've developed something of an allergy. To fun? Over the years, it's been more and more difficult for me to access the part of my brain where joy is felt. <laughs> oh my God. MC Frontalot, what did you think of Ghostbusters? There's so much to unpack there. I don't even know where to begin. We're going to explore it all tonight. Yes, we are. We're going to ask the deep probing questions. But MC Frontalot, what did you think? Go. I thought it was fine. Nice, nice, yeah. I thought it was fine. I, I was not as enthusiastic, I guess, as either of you. I'll tell you, it did give me, I think, maybe what I saw in your eyes, as you described it, Nelson. What's that? Like, feelings of warmth yeah. and gladness. Yeah. Those kind of echoed throughout my my cavernous and often empty heart. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really know. It made me feel good. Sort of throughout, you know? I felt, I felt very warmly towards the film. I just didn't laugh that much. I was, no, a little, I was a little surprised. And by the end, I was kind of a little mad that they didn't have, like, a tight story like the first one. Like, the first one, like, each act unfolds, and each thing leads to the next one. And this one was more like a, a, like a tribute variety special about Ghostbusters than it was, like, kind of a movie of its own. But I did laugh huh. a lot, I gotta say. I did laugh a lot more than I ever laugh at movies that aren't funny. I laughed, like, out loud, like, LOL, like the young people write on the internet. (laughs) I did that in real life a bunch during the movie, just, like, not as much as, say, at Bridesmaids. Okay. Oh, really? I was laughing my full head off all the way through. I thought every scene in that movie was funny. Oh, yeah. No, no, Bridesmaids is brilliant. I love Bridesmaids. Funny. And Uh, I liked the other movies that those all these, this whole bunch of people make together. And uh, And the cast. Yeah. um, There was uh, Spy... And bridesmaids. Bridesmaids is the one that I love. Sure, but Spy, like I thought, would suck. But it was. I just laughed all the way through, even though it was bone dumb, you know. <laughs> but everyone is so funny and is like so free to be so funny in every scene. Yeah, this movie, like uh, Ms. McKenna, who's like the funniest shit on Saturday Night Live. McKinnon. McKinnon. Yes. 
the woman who's so funny, who I see being so funny so often, it's because she always has like, she's off the reins a little and can kind of like work up, sure. you know, a joke. And I have a theory actually about Ghostbusters <laughs> we just watched. Oh dear. Okay. Inspired by some internet headline I I I scrolled past rapidly and okay. might have absorbed some of the sense of. Did you scroll what, past it today or in the past 24 hours? In and... the last few days. Okay. Okay. Hit Something me. about the director, I think. Um, Fig? Strongly insinuating to the press that uh, McKinnon. McKinnon? Why don't I know her name? Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon. She's amazing. I love her. The, the, um, that her character was supposed to be gay more explicitly in the script, but Sony made him whittle it down or something. Oh. Oh. Or else maybe it just wasn't letting him say that in the PR or something. I don't know. It seemed like maybe there were more jokes prepared for her, but that that material was removed, like the dance sequence was removed. Sure. I, maybe they, they decided to change it because uh, uh, Kate McKinnon is also the only out queer woman cast member of oh, is she? SNL ever. They're the first out queer woman I had no idea who was on the cast oh okay yeah and so maybe I don't know they made a decision to not do that because it's already there uh, I don't yeah I don't that doesn't know. sound like a that's you know that's, a, that's the vibe I got from her performance anyway so like the the, the fact that it wasn't like being, uh, there were literally the a couple of winks in the yeah there were a couple of like little winks and nods and 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 I, I like that it wasn't there, like this overt because there, there weren't dyke jokes. Right? Yeah, it's like it's sort of it's sort of like I want to see four smart women kick ass. I don't really need them to talk about their relationship. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. ...in their love lives. And that's what I got, and that's why, uh -huh. that's why I loved it. These, movie, these broad comedies always have, not broad like... 40s slang for lady but broad, broad <laughs> right. like wide As these broad wide, these yes. broad comedies always have sex jokes and there were almost no sex jokes in there except for them objectifying the Liam Humsworthy <laughs> yes. which was Hummer Hummerworthy what is his uh, name yes his name is Legums Legums Hummerworthy Humberworth Humberworth Fawn there's a couple of uh, Humberth a couple of two Y's in a row in his name. He is like literally a Norse thunder god. Who yeah, yeah, yeah. He is, he is. He is the definition of a of man. Pretty. He is a. He is a beautiful man. That, and he is an Adonis. That yeah. that he's rack, chiseled out of out of fucking Grecian marble. That rack of teen to early twenties women sitting next to us. <laughs> mm -hmm. They were squealing. They loved. Whenever he came on screen, they thought everything was hilarious, and the whole rest of the movie, they merely tittered. Oh. 
Well, you know I show? mean, he, he plays he plays a really dumb, dumb character. Yes, Kevin, and, Kevin the dumb secretary. Yeah, he, get, he does get a lot of or receptionist rather. He does get yes. a lot of really good laughs in it. His yeah. bits were all funny. Yeah, yeah. he was funny. Yeah. His stuff was genuinely so. Like, yeah. it, and and more situational physical comedy too, rather than like. I mean, he would say Ooh. dumb things, but like <laughs> Leslie Jones didn't get enough jokes either. <laughs> Which was Leslie Jones? Patty. She's the other Patty. woman from Saturday Night Live. Oh, damn. She's fucking... Like Kristen Wiig's I also thought, from Saturday Night Live. I thought she was hilarious. This is a Saturday Night Live movie we were talking about on the way over. Much as, Just the, as the first one was. Yeah. Ghostbusters was... A bunch a of Saturday Night Live. Live people. Yeah, but it wasn't Night at well, the Roxbury. It was Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> well, I Night at the I Ghostbusters. Uh, no, Ghostbusters is not a Saturday Night Live movie. No, it That's wasn't because it wasn't Live a cast. skit. It just had the cast. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Creative right. side. Uh, Wasn't Lauren Michaels some sort of assistant third, who knows? fourth tier producer? Internet in knows. I don't know. Possibly. Uh, let's just say it was because I don't want to look it up. I don't want to look it up. This this show's not about facts. I know what I'm fucking right. It's about knee-jerk reactions to pop culture. <clears throat> the, the I think the big thing that, that <laughs> stopped me, the, the thing that stopped me from loving, like, stopped me at liking it a lot and mm. not loving it yeah. is, okay, so obviously the movie follows a whole lot of of story beats from the original movie. Oh, well, yeah. In a, yeah. Oh, yeah. In a, Absolutely. In a, in a it mirrors it. Similar way that Force Awakens Absolutely. did with A New Hope. Yeah. It, mir- it mirrors it tightly. Yeah, I would call both of those movies remakes, yeah? Yeah. Um, but I felt they're... It, Remake, it, reboot, yeah. That they got to, to points in the story where suddenly they did something that didn't make sense. They just did it because they had to get to that part of the story. Like when all of a sudden the city of New York needs them because there's an apocalypse coming. It seemed that it just kind of happened. Like they went on a job and the next scene they were like, come on guys, we're 35 minutes into this picture. We got to get to the... There was a bunch of shit missing. The story was not tight at all. Yeah. It was... Um, I... You know what? I am more than willing to forgive that because it's it's not meant didn't, to didn't be... Didn't bother me that much. It, yeah, it didn't bother because it's not meant to be a serious sci-fi film and it's supposed to be a silly, action-packed ride. I know, but I, you know? I felt that it had a lot of its own unique warmth. It that did. was setting it apart from the original oh, movie. Oh, absolutely, that, yeah. That at times... They're, they're constant, like, winks and nods to the original movie to us. It was its it was, you own... Know what? It, it got distracting. Let's give it some props. It was its own thing. Oh, it absolutely. was like, they weren't the same characters. You cannot, no, they were modeled cannot, on There are, not, there the are not analogs at for all. the original cast. Not at all. I mean, no. well, they're... And, and, and I've, I've, I've read a couple of racially... Well... <laughs> I've, I've read a, a, lot of, a lot of different things, like, you know, this isn't, this isn't like, the, the other Ghostbusters, but it's okay. And I think comparing I, the two is unfair because they're two completely different things. No, they're not completely different things. They're, they're, they're their the own opposite things. Of tr- <laughs> they're the, they are their own things. And yeah, use, they are. And to use the original Ghostbusters they have, they as have, a template uh, for this Ghostbusters the new movie is unfair. has its own identity. It's totally cool. Yeah. It made, it, that made me happy. Like, you know, if there was somebody playing Venkman, that wouldn't make sure. any sense. It would be lame. Yeah. What did you think of all? Like, who didn't have a cameo besides dead people? Rick Moranis missed his. He is retired. He from actually, Harold Ramis had a, had a cameo. How, how so? Oh, in the, the bus. At the very, very yeah. beginning, there the was bust a bust of hallway. Harold Ramis in the, bu- in, in the college. Uh, and that was at the moment when I heard you go, aw. Yeah. You'd have to, yeah. I did. You'd yeah. have to call that an involuntary cameo. Well, fair enough. But he was, his, his presence was felt. And it That's was like bad. when Marilyn Monroe sells you Coke Zero. Or whatever, you know. Um, <laughs> like, 
I, that's yeah, here's not what, like that at she all. She didn't sign up for that's that. That's not like that at all. <laughs> There's just, we're just gonna <laughs> we'll put a, a spoiler thing on this. Yeah, we're gonna yeah we're gonna put a huge spoiler. It kind of disappointed me that everybody got cameos where they got to play characters different than the original movie, except Annie Potts. That was. Did her character have the same name? That was just her job now. Was well, no, but being she was at still, that desk. She was still, still answering the phones. Yeah. Oh, she wasn't different. And she was. Person. And she said some I kinda, lines I kinda, from kinda, the script. I kind of um, thought she was more like a concierge. Okay, she's all right. It's similar. No, she's I, at I, I a desk with a yeah. phone and no, answering a phone and being exasperated with the customer service. I know, required. but she said the line. She said the she line. Said, yeah. yeah, I I really enjoyed going to that movie with you guys. I had a great time. Oh, really? It was fun. It, it was, was a good movie. I my, we've been giggling at these ghost catching assholes for thirty two years. <laughs> well, my my face muscles That's hurt because I was smiling the entire time, and I was laughing the entire time, uh, and I I loved it. I I am more than willing to forgive its its faults because let's face it, the original Ghostbusters is not a fucking perfect movie by any stretch of the imagination. Um, no, and, but it's old, and if you've seen it a lot, you believe <laughs> that it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. The original Ghostbusters is an exceedingly flawed film. Funny as hell and a product of its time, but you had to forgive a lot of stuff to so enjoy. Tell us what. What do you uh, What do you need to forgive in Ghostbusters 84? Oh God, I, dude, I am drunk and I... I yes, that's the whole point no, of tonight's no, show. No, no. I mean, there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of like really sexist, horrible stuff sure. in it. There's, uh, uh, there's gaping plot holes. Ooh, Ernie, what are some Ernie, plot holes in Ernie the Hudson old, doesn't even old Ghostbusters? Show up until like past the halfway point of the film. Oh yeah, you know, he got like, dicked. Exactly, they hired him with a different script where he had a way. Yeah, exactly. More he was supposed to, to be a demolition, like a military demolition expert, and they just cut all that out. Yeah, he wasn't hired because there was some random guy off the street. They hired him because he actually had military experience. Right, but all of that got cut out, and so I mean, there's a it's it's a flawed film that I love dearly. Uh huh, and you have to forgive all of that to enjoy it, and I and I'm forgiving. A, a whole lot, not a whole lot, because but I we didn't really afford enjoyed it. That, we didn't afford it that uh, those forgivenesses when we watched it as ten year olds, ten year olds, yeah. eleven year old. I was maybe ten or eleven. Yeah, yeah. I turned eleven that year. Yeah, I was about that about that age. So too, like, we like what it was flawless to us to, then. to a ten year old to sure, that yes. kid who yes. was sitting behind us to the right, irritating Mark Schaefer. <laughs> Might have also, what? Do you it think was, he had any problem with this movie? No, or was it perfect? not at all. I think if that movie was also perfect to us when we were in our early to mid-20s and our nostalgia was still kind of fresh. So then we'd go back and watch yeah. it and start feeling even these even more special. Oh, my God. This movie is up there with like E.T. and Empire to me. No, no, it is not. <laughs> no, you didn't do that? No, I did not. I, I love Ghostbusters. I, I love Ghostbusters more than a lot of other films. Oh, I turned but it I don't, I don't, it, it I, I don't revere it as much as I always say like Indiana Jones or... Or Star Wars. You know what I don't enjoy? What's that? A television show that I think probably many of all of our uh, internet listener types might where, enjoy, where is, but that I don't going? enjoy. It's called The Big Bang Theory. Have you ever seen this show? Uh, oh, I don't like The Big Bang. I find it irritating myself. Except when Will's on, then I find it endearing. But listen, this show doesn't have jokes that I like, usually. Right. right. But I was flipping past it. And I heard one character observe to another something that I was like, oh, wow, I never heard that before. Go on. It was the idea that uh, the character of Indiana Jones is completely unnecessary to the plot of the movie of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Go on. 
Um, because if he had done none of the things that he does in the movie, they would have gotten the arc and opened it and all their faces would have melted. It's the same thing that happens. Hmm. Oh. <laughs> There's not a Ghostbusters tie in there. So props to you just, you uh, I'm just, just melted saying, my brain. Holy I'm, fuck! No, the move, the show Big Bang Theory and its writers just melted your brain, and you yeah. know, bless their hearts if that yeah. was an original thought that one of those writers had, <laughs> and not just some shit they saw on the internet on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So huh. moving on, moving not on. even things that we revere <laughs> as wonderful, such as Indiana Jones. Right. Um, that movie gets out of being. Uh, politically problematic by being set in and Nazi aping Germany, the style, yeah. set in the forties and aping the style of movies from the forties and this whole thing. Okay, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's it's like, and how do you go wrong politically anyway? Like killing Nazis, right? right? Sure, sure. And the lady's like very strong. We meet her drinking at some dude under the table. Ghostbusters doesn't have any of that stuff. It's like a boy comedy. The old one. That's but, why the well, boys are so. That's why the man boys are so mad that girls get to be in Ghostbusters now. Do you think boys? The girls appoint the, themselves really well. Sure. Suck it. Oh wait, wait. Let me get back up though. So you're suggesting then that the uh, appointed themselves. What's the word I tried to say? But anoint? drinking. No. Comported. No. What? Projected? They did a good job. Let's not yes, talk they fancy. Did. Yes, they did. They did a fantastic job. Um. What's your point, Schaefer? Um, I, fuck. I'm, hold on. I am derailing every thought. Don't you want to ask me about my films? I'm noted actor, American icon, who do, Henry Fonda. Yeah, I no, went to an ongoing pond. Was... We, we, don't, we don't actually. Did you? Is that your no, favorite of my films? Yeah. I don't want to ask you about <laughs> You don't want to ask me questions about okay, my no. So what you were saying, let me shut up. Okay. So backing up. You're saying that Indiana Jones could get away with some problematic shit because it was... Because at the same time as Indiana kills somebody in cold blood, he also was fighting Nazis. So it's like balanced out in in eighties storytelling to make. I'm characters saying that movie they, is susceptible to criticisms of being racist as hell because of when they said it. No, just like the movie and the sequel and like all of them. There's always like darkies brandishing spears at you. Oh sure, uh, yeah. oh sure. But yeah, you yeah. don't care because it's like, oh, this is the '40s where '40s movies like depicted race this way is like an easy defense. So you don't like it's not susceptible. Well, I, I think and I there's think that girl power lady. They get, they get away with it because they set a lot of the adventures in places with a lot of brown people, you know. And so, so it they makes, can it, all be savages. That doesn't make any sense. As no, a well, it makes defense. sense. I mean, I'm not, I'm not defending it. I'm merely right. saying. That you know, you know, in Cairo, you're gonna find a lot of brown people, and they need bad guys, so all the bad guys are brown people. Are the brown people of Cairo, right? Is that and the- of the jungle, and of right. India, right. and of everywhere they exactly. go. Yeah. There's always yeah. like you know. Yeah. Uh, so I'm wondering if then you you're saying no. But would but- you fix the politics of of that movie if you made it again today as a reboot? Indiana I mean, Jones. Yeah. Um. Huh. I don't know. If- I, or would you say I, no? This is about a moment in our colonial era, and you have to keep the know. racist that's a, depiction that's of a, all people that's a, of color. I mean, first of all, it's 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 high adventure fantasy, so ultimately you could do whatever you wanted. I I mean, I, I would imagine that there is a way to tell those. You can kind always do whatever you want. You just suffer criticism that don't involve the marginalizing of 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 entire cultures. Of course, you can yeah. tell any story in yeah. any way you choose. Yeah. 
but it's popular to have stuff that's familiar, like racism and sexism. And well, it's yeah, popular and then, yeah, and to have stuff that's, uh, you know, problematic you know, because... Asserting that, that brown people, people like to eat monkey brains is probably sure. not a good thing. Do you think the writers of Ghostbusters tried to redeem the character of Venkman? Because even they realized oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. the rapey scene is a little rapey. In Ghostbusters. When Dude. she's possessed and floating and he's like, I'm going to hump you anyway. Yeah, and also, yeah. and then ends up like sedating her with drugs that he had in his pocket on a, while showing up on a date. <gasps> well, I never heard that one before. Oh, he That's exactly up, what happens. He show, Yeah, he shows up to Dana's apartment with flowers, I believe chocolates, right? Yes. And roofies. And 300 cc's of Thorazine. Yeah. He just carries it with him because he's like a dirt bag, right? Oh, sure. Oh, he's yeah. a character. Well, he's not a, in a medical bag. He's been no, it's using. Not, yeah, it's not even in a medical he's bag. He's been using all of his doctor privileges to have sex with women who he can manipulate or otherwise trick. That's his character. Right. We meet think, him oh my while God, that's right. trying yeah. to have sex with that like twenty-one-year-old. Right, 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 right at the top of the movie. Yeah. 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 He he like he leers at uh, fans on the street in a number of scenes. Do you think the writers? Realized that they'd gone a little too far, and they tried to redeem him by inserting the "nobody steps on a church in my town." Do you think they did that? Think they tried to make him a saint? Nobody steps on a church in, in my town. So that something too. he says to He's, oh, in Ghostbusters Ghost Ghost too. Puff. I don't. Know. Oh no, no, he does that say that. Yeah, he it's does. Kind it. of strange. He says it to Stay Puff. You know, he says it just to the the. Yeah, he says it to Stay Puff. Yeah. Uh huh. Huh, I don't I forgot Suddenly that. Suddenly he's like this, oh my like God, this you're moment. He's right. like this moral hero when he's like no. now he's upset because a church. I think I think on. you're giving the writers too much credit. I'm also giving the era nobody gave a shit about this. That's yeah, a very, very well written no. movie. Nobody but, gave a shit but about that churches was just either. A, that was a a funny kind of a character in nineteen eighty four. Yeah. Without comment. And it's still a funny kind of a character in twenty sixteen. It's often employed, but with criticism these yeah. days. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do whatever you want. Everyone is always crying censorship. It's like, what kind of moron are you? You get to do whatever yeah, you, you want. You can do whatever you That's want. That's the deal. It's just in certain eras, people react to it differently. It's like, grow up. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Bill Murray, take here, that, Internet. Here's a controversial opinion. Yeah. Uh, men of a certain age. Okay. Uh, I don't think Caddyshack is that funny. I laugh all the way through that movie. Really, Caddyshack is is far and away one of the top funniest films. I know because every time a list of the funniest movies of all time comes out, Caddyshack is always in the top three. It's built out of moments that are so beautifully paced. Yeah, and the com and the timing. True, the the comedic timing is is pitch perfect. Actually, yeah, Yeah. I I, I've never I've always felt like I was pretending to be in on it with everybody and being like, "Oh, Caddyshack is the time." How do you feel about Airplane? I love Airplane. Okay. Okay. Airplane, That's on that same airplane. list. Airplane, yeah. you just what right. you just described was how I would describe airplane—a series of these perfectly paced moments yeah. tied together. And I just I don't find the jokes as funny in Caddyshack. How do you how do you feel about Young Frankenstein? Oh, I love Young Frankenstein. That's okay. one of my favorite movies. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's that. That's the weird one. You know, some people have lists of their like movies that they've never seen before that are weird. Somebody's like, yeah. all of a sudden, one day, it's like, hey man, I've never seen Return of the Jedi, and you're like, the fuck, you've never seen Return of the Jedi? <laughs> like everybody's got one of those. And that, th- but this is one of mine in a different category, which is movies that everybody else like loves. thinks is hilarious. Yeah, and, and I just don't. I don't hate it. I don't think it's. I don't like cross then, my arms and go fuck this movie. <laughs> I, I nose laugh a couple of times. I remember thinking it was funny when I was a kid, but like oh, as sure, an adult, sure, I'm sure. always like, I, I don't know. Well, it is dated. I mean, I, I, I will give you that. It's a, so it's is a Airplane. Very, still funny. No, it's a lot, a, lot, a lot of the humor in Airplane, I think, is timeless, to be honest. Really? Uh, so much of it is like cultural references to the 70s. Yeah, but, it's sti- but it doesn't. 
I don't know. I guess I just see it different. Maybe because I'm just a man of a certain age. I just I just see those. I I see like Young Frankenstein and Airplane and Blazing Saddles as that as that kind of comedy as being really timeless. The comedic sense of those movies, I think, is they hit upon something that could last forever. Like, yeah. how could it? It's every human kind of reacts to the kind of jokes in Airplane. Yeah. yeah. The same way on yeah. some level, yeah. right? Not the specific jokes, of course, the, but the that style of shit, like. This yeah, is going to yeah. be a pun that's all of a sudden real yeah. visually. Something <laughs> later delivered really dryly and some, quickly. Something later driven into the floor by the Seth MacFarlane cartoons. Yeah, yeah <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, I really, I really love this Ghostbusters movie. I'm, I thought, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch it again. There were a lot of laughs. I got a lot of laughs out of the movie. Yeah, I mostly felt that I had like something you were saying earlier that my I felt in my jaw that. Like, I had this smile on my face the whole time, but a very warm smile. Like, I was catching up with, like, people. Yeah. Like, yeah. like it was all, oh, you know, <laughs> this feels pretty good. But I didn't, but I, love, I did that through a lot of p- p- places that were clearly what yeah. they thought were, like, big punchlines. I, like, I have a new record of sentimental music coming out called Catching Up With a Feeling. <laughs> I, I loved it's, I, com- <laughs> it's comprised of 14 different covers of the Ghostbusters thing. <laughs> oh, so the soundtrack of Ghostbusters. The soundtrack of Ghostbusters too, honestly. I'm not on the record, but Did you guys uh, did you guys hear all the dialogue we dropped from the original from the original movie? Did you hear 14 different versions of or 14 different songs with the Ghostbusters? I didn't mind it. I did I, you, I enjoyed it. Did you hear all of it? I didn't want them to play anything else. Yeah. I no. would have loved to have heard some sort of updated cover of uh, that Bobby Brown song from Ghostbusters too. That would have been ah. cool. <laughs> maybe, maybe they're saving oh, that for the sequel. Dear. Oh, maybe they are. Uh, I Can we lo- talk I, about I, ghost blowjobs? Well, oh, yeah. There is no ghost blowjobs in this movie. Good. No, this no movie- ghost cunnilingus, which would have been the easy swap in. All right. Yeah. Two things to say about that. One, this movie, uh, for a movie about ghosts, or, or even though it is a action, science fiction, comedy, whatever you Fantasy, cross-genre sure. thing it is, uh, this one had a lot more scares in it than the original Ghostbusters. Yeah. There's more. Yeah, there's more. There's more ghost shit in it. Where you, there's there actually, some genuine, generally there were, creepy moments. There were four or five scary scenes yeah. in the old Ghostbusters. Yeah, I, this well, one. I, this one no. I think brought the scary more. I, more? In, in the original, but, original Ghostbusters. There was a librarian. Librarian scary. Eggs on the counter getting sucked in the fridge on the that easy chair is sure. scary. Like dog in the chair. Which dog in the chair? Dog in the chair. What's yeah, dog the, in the chair? it's the same. Th- the the, the the Zool dog, the terror oh, dog, oh, oh. clock comes out. Holds. Couple scenes. Oh yeah, all the with hands the come dog. Out. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, hands come out was a different one. Right. Dogs chasing people got scary, that but then got mixed together me. with comedy. That, that was a long chase scary. scene. Then, uh, so you get three and a half. No, the scene with Rick Moranis is never scary and never has been no. because we were yeah, always right. instructed to laugh at that you're scene, right. just yeah. like all of the assholes inside Tavern on the Green. Rest in peace. <laughs> and then, and then when uh, uh, Zool came out. And she was, and Zul was a hot chick, but then blasted them. That was pretty. That was pretty scary. Here was what I was going to say it. about that: is that it's it had more scares in the original, yet still being much more family marketable. Yeah, like, because Dude, there the, wasn't a blowjob ghost scene, and there wouldn't have been, and it would have felt I would have I would have clutched my pearls had there been. <laughs> I read that that scene was originally shot not as a dream sequence, and that they had cut that whole ghost crime that went and got solved by the Ghostbusters. But they were like, we can't lose the blowjob. So they clipped it into this little montage that included a dream sequence. Really? Really? Yeah. Yeah, there was I, a whole story with the blowjob ghost? There was a whole story that ends with the ghost gives Dan Aykroyd a blowjob. Wow, that's fucking terrible. That's yeah, 1984. Terrible. 1984, uh, ladies and that's, gentlemen. That, that, I feel 
dirty. They're the Ghostbusters. They'll enslave you in a device that they created. Yeah. At their house that the federal government's hassling them about. And if you don't blow them. You know what? That's, that's a, like that's, a cop making a hooker. That's something, yeah, kind of, that's yeah. something about that. Uh, this modern ghost. I really like the escalation of technology yeah. that we don't even get. We don't even get the ghost containment unit until the very end of the, of the movie. Yes. You nice. know, like I, I, li- I liked how they're, they're evolving as they're learning about every encounter. They learn something new. And so they take that information and they improve their equipment and, uh, that their gadgets are really cool. Oh my god! All their fucking gadgets are amazing. Fucking loved it. Uh, yeah, they're maybe, all like they're maybe all I'm like not Ky- getting this. Kylo Ren tech because they're all like yeah. boxy and chunky and kind <laughs> yeah. of shitty and they, yeah. there's sparks and they maybe, like maybe it's I'm all not, hand built. What? Maybe I'm not giving the script enough credit in terms of story. You guys felt like each scene kind of pushed its way into the next one and made sense and was necessary no me, I didn't say that I felt like it to me it does uh-huh. I at times like I like the way the tech moved along with the story I'll mm-hmm. give it that okay but I didn't like how all of a sudden New York City was like hey crackpots we need you to save the world like that just that it, made I guess that I didn't I, I didn't, I didn't care that I, that didn't link because I knew that that was just exactly. like the it's things that happen in the that's old gonna Ghostbusters happen. Like, that's, all right. like you kind of like it's the title of the fucking movie like they I felt like have I've, to do that I feel like it was like a, one of those jukebox musicals sort of you know okay wait what <laughs> You know those jukebox musicals they That's put on Broadway? Musical. It's a musical where they don't write any new songs. They just use songs everybody already knows. Oh, they, oh, they just like, license music? Like uh, Rock of Ages or oh, right, the Jersey right. Boys. Or right. It's a jukebox musical. Okay. Um, it was a little bit like that. It's like, I don't. it doesn't matter that we missed the scene. Where, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we've seen that scene and we know what it is because it's in one of the earlier movies. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not nearly. I mean, I'm not nearly as critical about it. Like I, like to me, uh, uh, it made sense, Uh, and and I I felt like the stakes were being raised after every ghost encounter until it ultimately culminated in the in the sort of takeover of New York. Yeah. uh, That felt like it ramped up properly all the way through. Yeah, exactly. And so I'm I'm more than willing to give it a, a little. I guess a little more leeway because a it's a comedy. Don't take it seriously. B, it's science fiction fantasy, uh-huh. you know, and uh, uh, it's also like you know a reboot, re reimagining. And so I'm, I'm more than willing to give it a little bit. Comedy and action and every other like genre thing still benefits so well from having a script with a good piece of story in it because it keeps you very much engaged moment to moment. I liked it. To want to know what the characters are going to decide to do next. None of the characters, like not many of the characters, made any decisions in this movie. They just kind of like strolled through all the stuff. No, I, I would have I th- watched no, that, those that actors do stuff in whatever. I, I, like it could have been a skit show. For, that's really no, because I think I think the introduction. Who, who makes a decision that's important in that whole? In I that think whole movie in, well, we I think it's it. I think it's more on the individual level. Like when when the character Patty says, "No, I'm with you guys now." Mm-hmm. You know, like no, 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 we're not really a club. It's like no, no, you need me. Like that was a d- specific decision. Sure, when, okay. When she decides to leave when the, her when life the character for the Ghostbusters, of, of, of Aaron decides, you know, I just, I just need you to take the book off of Amazon, and then automatically decides, no, 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 we just saw a ghost. She ghost, decides I'm now to in. seek out, yeah. So no, I mean, but she's pulled into it by the ghost encounter, and then she gets she would have abandoned it but after her, that, but, but she gets but fired from her job. Yeah, but the fire for her job causes her to make the decision, no, we're going to double down on this. Huh. Yeah. All right. Doesn't seem like she has any options there. Leslie Jones does again, decide to show up, movie. but what it seems arbitrary. What are the choices she's going to make? You know? Like, that's, that's the... That's no, the, hey, I that solves everything for me. 
<laughs> At the just saying, it doesn't have a strong. You know how you watch the Matrix the first time, and you're like, oh, this is horse shit. Everybody says this is so great. It's not that great. And then you see a sequel to The Matrix, and you're like, oh, wait. The Matrix <laughs> is a tight script with a story where people make decisions all the way through and it propels the action. Yeah. 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 Wait, are you, are you saying that you don't like the sequel, Matrix Reloaded? I, I implied that pretty strongly. <laughs> I did, I'll go ahead and agree with it outright. I don't like that movie. I don't or the other one. Revolutions. Yeah. Wait, which one was re- that was the third one? Revolutions. Yes. You didn't like that one either. No, I don't remember that one. I liked a couple of action sequences in, in Reloaded, but I liked some of the animation. Yeah. I really. <laughs> it's like it's like I'm learning something new about you guys tonight. I don't know if I like. I feel like now maybe I worry if I tried to watch it if the internet has sullied me on it because I associate imagery and language with it so strongly with various. Oh right, the men's with the MRAs, MRAs with yeah. red pill. Yeah, <laughs> fucking it's hate true. those guys. And, you gotta and, deal and, with and, that. and long leather jackets. Uh, do you think I fucking hate MRAs? Gentlemen. If you're if you're an MRA, listen to this. I want you to hear this from the bottom of my heart. Go fuck yourself. Nelson Lugo said it. Yeah. But every sensible person yeah. agrees. You're, Go you're, on. What were you going to ask? I was going to ask, do you think the uh, that the uh, rabidly anti-fan base for this movie is going to feel uh, vindicated in this movie? Do you think they'll look at this no. movie and, no. and say... Or, or do you oh, think oh, I'm sorry. I'm a couple of bad reviews and say, ah, see what I mean? It's they're garbage. Going, I was yeah, right. I called it. It's a piece of shit. <clears> they're going to grab gonna onto vindicated. every tiny little nitpicky piece and claim it as a victory. Not only that, but they will attack the credibility of anyone who enjoyed it yeah. with great vigor oh, yeah. and insist that their they're wrong. enjoyment or, of it was a politically motivated stance of enjoyment or not a genuine by Sony enjoyment. In, in sure. Sony's pocket. Right. And there will maybe conspiracy theories as well. Sure. Sure. The success they, of the film will certainly be part of a, a conspiracy in their minds. Yes, absolutely. Assuming it's successful, I bet it will be. It's got big effects. It'll have huge international it's gotten, numbers. It's gotten some feca- uh, really it fucking funny. fantastic. It'll have yeah. great word of mouth. They, uh, they're definitely betting on it having a sequel, I considering say, it's, its post credit stinger. They're cracked, telling us there's this. I cracked up more <laughs> during that idiotic nonsense film, Spy. Uh-huh. <laughs> McCarthy... <laughs> is so funny when yeah. she gets to kind of stretch her legs yeah. and just take a scene for like as long as she feels like she can make it funnier. Yeah. She's she's great. She's, she's great. so good. She was a little she and Christian Wiig both played this one a little bit more sincere as their relationship was sort of the heart of the team. Right, like um, a, like a, like a the, sisterly familial relationship. And the other two were like jokes. Yeah. Like yeah. uh she didn't get to do as much of her wacky uh Melissa McCarthy stuff. <laughs> I just saw Kristen Wiig in a <laughs> serious sci-fi movie. Oh, in which she had maybe five lines. Was it the Skeleton the Martian? Twins? No, in it's, space? it's the Martian. Yeah, yeah, and she's great in the Martian. She though. had not like surface jokes, but she did have like two of the funny moments. Yeah, where just with a look or something. Like she's, she had a couple of funny beats. The, she was the very really few good. Funny she's, beats. She's really in the movie. good. In the movie. I. I a vow that she will one day be remembered among the greatest in the history of SNL because yeah the sheer body of work she did she was in everything she, she was in like everything. most of their skits every week for many years and yeah and did some of the funniest shit during that time she's a genius yeah she's so funny um I thought she was uh I thought I liked her <laughs> I, I keep having a thought and then I lose it and I just keep mumbling until I try to get back to it <laughs> All three of them who were in the movie tonight are extremely funny on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. 
and Melissa McCarthy was she on Saturday Night Live ever? She's probably just hosted. She's hosted before. a lot, yeah. uh, like three times. But she's always. She always Have you guys ever watched her like dumb laugh track sitcom that is Mike on and Molly? TV? Yeah, no. Me neither, but I just found out that wait, it what's, exists. What's, I'm wait, like, wait, what's Mike and Molly? I should watch this. I, I love her. It's hilar- She's hilarious. It's like, a, what do they call it? Three camera show? It's a, it's, it's a sitcom. It's exactly what you think of a sitcom as yeah. being. Okay. There's like a some big gross husband, and she's the wife, and like, haha, and they're sitting on the couch. and Oh. All right. It's been on for you. I mean, it's been on long enough. It's in syndication. Oh. It's got why over, do I not over know this? Of, I know. Why, don't, I did, why didn't know about this until like a couple months ago? Yeah. I think I watched Fuck. one scene on YouTube and I was like, oh, that's just. I need this. I, that's like. <laughs> I either need to get out more that or could I need to, be Big I need to Bang stay theory. in more. I'm not quite sure which. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you need to get out to those hot spots where they're talking about Mike and Molly. Yes. And then you need to stay in and catch up. Right. Wait, you don't belong to any Mike and Molly fan groups on <laughs> Facebook? I, this is the first Not even the big one? I mean, I can understand not joining some of the fringe ones. You don't have to be in the slash fic Mike and Molly <laughs> subreddit. But I don't please... even know what Mike and Molly is. Did you go to MCON? <laughs> it was across I, the street from the other MCON. I hate, a I hate ampersand. I hate, there's a, but there's a fucking, in the street. There's a killer mixer rave on I Saturday night. I hate you both. I hate <laughs> both, both cons get together. So very much. But what I don't hate is Ghostbusters 2016. I loved it. Yeah, Ghostbusters 2016. Yeah. Loved it. Loved it. Loved I had it. a great time. I recommend it. Absolutely. It's funny. It's very funny. Very, very funny. Just don't go. I think my, my only my only two senses don't go into the movie with any expectations of the original two films. Whatever. Yeah. Different movie. And and gladly so, because yeah. a lot, there's a lot of shit they could have directly rehashed that would have made it weaker. I liked that it was its own. Yeah. Yeah. Made its own uh, little the, I mean, the there's, pl- there's plenty of cameos and it's peppered throughout with with lots of like insider stuff. There's there's, there's I would say that there is there are far too many winks and nods to the camera for my taste as in regards to the original film, mostly in terms of dialogue. There's a couple of dialogue moments that just I got really I, got, I don't think they should have <laughs> cut the the dance sequence. It's like we're going to sit there and not go pee and watch it during the credits anyway where you kind of cut it up under the names of the key grips. Yeah. Just leave the dance sequence in the movie. Looks like it came out okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know There'll what? be a six-hour no, version I'm, of this I'm movie. Glad, on I'm glad Blu-ray. it was it was a credits thing because I think it's it's a fun, silly thing that you do during the credits, and because it's not it's not essential to the plot. You know, not I mean? one bit. Nor yeah. is any dance sequence outside of a very finely honed <laughs> American musical <laughs> and Bollywood. Or Bollywood, they use the dancing to to move the plot forward, mm-hmm. just like American musicals use yeah, songs. They do. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah do. they do. Um. I give I give this movie uh, five pies. Out of how many pies? Five pies. Five wow. out of five pies. Yeah. Ladies, watch your windowsills. All your pies are going to stay right there. <laughs> five out of five. That's retained five, by five Nelson. pies out, out of a out of a pie loving motherfucker. Pies. I feel this is the first time you've made reference to a pie based rating system for movies you're talking about. <laughs> That's in not like, true. In three years. That's true. No, yeah, you're you tried right. to make it happen. Yeah, like I tried three to make, years ago. Well, because you tried to stop me. I did stop you. He's yeah. been doing it in his head ever since. Yeah, I've been doing it in my head ever since. Although, What's gotten my, the fewest mine, number? Is, really has more... any movie received only a single slice? Um, 
No, like you get you. Well, in my head, it's a little more complicated. It's like five pies, but like they all only have like three slices or it's like two pies. That's a healthy slice of pie. But they're all full, like full slice pies. And then like the worst is like just the pie tin. Independence Day resurgence is a pile of crumbs on the plate. Then, Yeah, no, no. And like it, a little swipe no, of like no, in how about some jelly. how about some pie ingredients in a, a toilet? Single slice of pie <laughs> with a single slice of pie that somebody's already taken a bite out of, <laughs> like a single slice of pie. Yeah, with the, oh, with, it's surprise. There's a cigarette butt inside too. A 13 year old from a broad comedy tried to fuck it. It's like a a fucked to death single pie. And then a 43 year old angry white lifelong Ghostbusters fan who's totally not sexist (laughs) fucked it. Oh God, that's gross. It has has boy, anonymous boy internet critic cum. Inside intermingling with the rhubarb. Oh my God. I actually hate rhubarb. So, really? yeah, Independence Day Resurgence is a essentially a single slice of rhubarb pie that's been a bite taken out of it and then pre-fucked by <laughs> by MR by men's right activist uh, fucking bottom feeders. I I feel like pre-fucked is kind of redundant, like pre-order. Pre-order. It's just fucked. Sure, it's fucked. Pre-fucked. Just like Independence Day Resurgence, oh. it's just fucked. Pre-fucked. I haven't seen it yet, but Ghost. Well, don't. But Go- Ghostbusters 2016 is uh, <laughs> five uh, five, ch- five cherry pies with all slices. Did they attack. decide at the end of the movie when the credits came up that this this movie has like a subtitle now? Yeah, there was a subtitle at Wait, the end. Wait, what was the subtitle? I Answer the call. And that's like it's been on all the posters, the, the most recent round of posters. It says Ghostbusters. Answer the call. And then right at the top of the credits, it said it. On oh. the screen, so are we supposed to believe that that's his title and not Ghostbuster 2016? And if so, did they, did they decide that in editing like they, know, two th- weeks ago? That might have been a last minute edition. Sometimes now. there's a secondary. Well, because, because if they're if yeah. they're planning a sequel, explain. then it makes sense that there's a there's a a semicolon well, subtitle. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's true, and that's yeah. correct. This, yeah. And I'm making this up, but. What they do is they decide <laughs> separately from how the movie will appear on marquees and in advertising during its release, what the film's title will be on video. And you have all kinds of oh, considerations yeah. for that, such as uh, Google ability, looking up on more important databases like IMDb, Netflix, pay-per-view, et that cetera. That, and easy, then it's also searchable. a sequel consideration because the next one can have its subtitle start with a B or then the one after that with a C or however they choose, but then they appear in those databases forever forwards in the correct order. That makes perfect sense. Hmm. And I actually like that subtitle, Ghostbusters Call to Action. I Answer the call. Answer the call. I think it's a great uh, subtitle. Yeah, I like it too. Yeah. It's going to be answer the call, then back to the call, then call back, then don't afraid of ghosts, <laughs> then every ghost is sacred. <laughs> not all Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> or not my Ghostbusters. Or all Ghostbusters matter. Oh. oh, that's exactly oh. what those dimwits are going to write on the yeah. internet. Yes, yes, they are. I fucking hate those guys. So do cross searches of that and uh, uh, the last few remaining do, crumbs on the plate do, of Gamergate. Do the, and do then cross, draw the Venn diagram where it is a single circle. Cross search that with suicide prevention because you're going to get depressed looking these things up on the internet. Don't, I'm guys, sure you're a decent hey, listeners, listener listeners, with a good all, heart. All 12 of you. Don't look it up on the internet. Don't. don't. <laughs> listen, listen to Uncle Nelson. Save yourself some heartache. Just don't do it. Uncle Nelson's looked up a lot of things on the internet. I've seen some shit. He's had his heart broken. <laughs> I've seen some shit. By the screen that flickers in his eyes. 
Um, <laughs> when he when Uncle Nelson says not to look something up, you don't type those words in. Do you understand me? Now I know y'all are just little critters right now, but when you're grown, you're going to be choosing what goes in the, the search box there. You listen, to Uncle Nelson. <laughs> Sorry, can I have another beer? Yes. Welcome back to the show. I'm <laughs> talented American treasure Henry Fonda, star of such films as Ghostbusters Two. Oh. You're, you're you're really trying to make this thing work, aren't no. you? No, are you kidding? <laughs> All right, so look, holes in this plot loom larger than any sinkhole in your ghost busting imagination. I've been MC Frontlot. These are your hosts over here. <laughs> Nelson, hold on, that pie-eating oh, motherfucker. Think, I think this guy wants some final thoughts. Hold on. I want... I want. Oh, some... you're, ra- you're not wrapping up? Yeah, we're no, wrapping it. This, this, is, this is how we're going to wrap up. Oh, just, good. I'm just do... trying to prolong it because it's so much fun to be Let's... on your podcast. Aww. Cheers. I do. Well, no, we don't need the... Yes, okay. I do. I All right. you had one. Um, so, MC Frontalot. Yeah. Uh, final thoughts on the movie? Final thoughts on Ghostbusters? Yeah. Uh, way better than Ghostbusters 2, just as an experience. Ghostbusters. That's, that's a pretty low bar. Ghostbusters 2 is deeply disappointing. Upsetting. Yes, it is. Way better than the real Ghostbusters. Yes. A terrible cartoon. Yeah. Way better than the false Ghostbusters. Sure. An even more terrible cartoon. Oh, that was awful. Sure. Um, way better than that moment when I was walking into the original Ghostbusters on opening day <laughs> in 1984. Already a huge Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray fan. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and some other kid walked out as I was walking in. And he was like, oh, my God, it was so good. I was like, yeah, really? I was, like, throbbing out of my sure, clothes. Sure, And he's like, yeah, when the, like, when the Slimer ghost comes up out of the hot dog thing. I was like, he, and he was indicating that that was a surprise moment. And I was like, you piece of shit. Wow. <laughs> was that your As I walk into spoiler? the film. Was that your first spoiler? That I can think of. <laughs> oh, my God. And there was the shot of the fucking hot dog cart. And yeah. Is he going to pop out? Is Of course he's going to I've been informed. Oh, dear. Well, you know what? The kid who said that to you yeah. is now dead. <laughs> There's no way that, that piece of shit lived this long. He probably got fucking ear cancer or something and ear is gone. Ear cancer. He got hit by an ear cu- cancer bus for the cure. Oh. Oh, my God. Uh, Schaefer, final thoughts. <clears throat> I enjoyed Ghostbusters 2016 very much. I liked the relationships, the characters. I liked the personalities. I liked the humor, the action, the ghosts, the scares. A lot of fan service to remind you that they were on bended knee for the original picture. A few too many for my taste, but still, I would give it a whole bunch of pies out of a whole bunch of pies plus one. Whoa. Missing only a single pie. Yes. And I would see it again. I would definitely see it again, and I strongly recommend everybody seeing it. I'm sure Uh, I'll see it again. I absolutely loved this film i had a wonderful time uh watching it in fact i can't remember the last time i had this much fun watching a film uh my face muscles are still hurting from all the smiling and all the laughing and uh uh yeah i'm definitely gonna see it again i'm probably gonna see it again this weekend possibly um and yeah it was great i loved it uh, and I can't, and if, if, if there is a sequel, um, I can't wait to see that as well. And I think, I think that's it. That's it. Yeah. We're done. MC Frontalot, yeah. AKA beloved American actor, Henry Fonda. Yeah. We would like to thank you so much for being on the program with us he's again. A, he's a ghost month. now, probably. Don't you think? He might be here. He might, he might, <laughs> he might live he here. He might be here right now. Oh no, be dead here. Yeah. 
I should have thought of that. Uh, do, do you have anything you want to plug? This gaping hole in my soul. Nothing important is escaping through it. Don't worry. Just don't get all contemplative. <laughs> Ghosts. And just run a lot. Thank you for being with us on the program. Thanks for having me. Good night. Once again, we would like to thank MC Frontalot for being our guest on the program this month. <laughs> that guy is a character. Yeah, so that <laughs> well, happened. Well, it's it's also important to note that we're we're recording this days after we recorded the interview. Yeah. So we are now uh, sober and level-headed and uh, ready to uh, you know talk. Well, sober-ish. Sober-ish. I would like to add one addendum to, That's my, right. to my review. Yeah, you, you, you mentioned earlier that uh, because you had a second viewing of it. Yes. So uh, we, the three of us, saw the movie on Friday night, opening yep. night, July 15th. Yep, yep. Uh, <clears throat> the following day, I saw the movie again. On Saturday night. On Saturday. I saw it with my girlfriend, Bunny Buxom. Sure. She wasn't all that invested in it and didn't really want to see it. I'd made her watch... Uh, the original Ghostbusters several weeks ago when I was getting excited for the new Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah. And I think she liked it, but she didn't mm, care that much. No, no. Why and would I she? don't think she was totally invested in, in seeing the new one. Okay. But the following day, we uh, she saw an article online where somebody was talking about how, you know, it's in the, in the interest of keeping badass, non-sexualized female characters as action heroes mm-hmm. in the studio's mind, keeping them relevant, that right. people owed it to help out the movie by seeing it opening weekend. And after she read that, she felt that she kind of had an obligation to see it that weekend. Makes sense. Uh, and while she was like forming that sentence, I was already on my phone looking at it. So 7.30? <laughs> because I wanted to see it again. So I saw it again the very next night after uh-huh. we recorded that last whatever it was that we recorded. <laughs> uh, I saw it again. And the second, t- so I know that, that I walked away in that last segment. I said that uh, my, my, my feelings about it were tempered that I said that I liked it very much, but I stopped just short of loving it. Yeah. I yeah. saw it a second time the following day, sober. And it might make a difference. It might make a difference because I was way, I feel like I missed a lot of things on Friday night. <laughs> um, but upon a second viewing, I would now say that I absolutely utterly loved Ghostbusters. Hooray! I loved it. It's, it's even it's even better now. Uh, I'm I'm so happy to hear you say that. I've I've uh, come around. I'm now bummed out that I even tempered my review the night before. But like an adult, you were given an opportunity to reassess the available information, mm-hmm. and based on new evidence, you changed your your particular position. I was just agog the yeah. second time yeah. with the action sequences and the fun and the relationships of the characters, and I just I just absolutely loved it, and I want to see it again. Yeah, me too. Me too. I definitely want to see it again. Uh, and I, I want to see it once more so that when I see it with you, it'll be the third time. Yes. Yeah. Great. Uh, so if you are looking for a fantastic uh, movie to watch, you will uh, have a, so much fun watching Ghostbusters uh, 2016, which uh, had a subtitle, which I didn't realize it had. It had uh, a call to action, I believe. No, answer the call. Answer the call. God damn it. Ghostbusters, answer the call. I want to get a couple figures. Uh, oh my god! I t- oh my god! Yes! I wonder if there's minifigs, like mystery there are. minifigs. Oh my god! Oh I'm no! Totally I was thinking they're like like Funko. Oh no, no no! I don't no, know. No, no. There might be minifigs. I want an articulated love- action figure, and no, I want two I of need- them. <laughs> I want Holtzman and I want Patty. Yeah, I want them all. Uh, 
Uh, actually, I, you know what? If they make if they make action figures of the ghosts yes, in that film, they do. I want that first like uh, murdering woman, and I want uh-huh. and I want the uh, the executed prisoner. I want the I want those Ooh. two as action figures. I know there are action figures for Rowan in ghost form. That's cool. There's also one for Mayhem, <gasps> which is the name of the uh, the winged demon from the the metal show. Oh, that's fucking awesome! Apparently, that ghost's name is Mayhem. All right, I'll give it to him. Uh, which is the name of an excellent black metal band that's no probably, longer around. That's probably why they did it. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get the let's get the hell out of here. Um, do you have any any shows and things you want to plug? Uh, Finally. Oh, you do. Yes. All right. Several episodes. I have had nothing to plug, and now I have lots of plugs. Okay. Tomorrow, Friday, July 29th, <laughs> I will be returning to Orlando, Florida. Nice. I will be hosting Big Bang Boom Cabarets show at the venue. This is their uh, monthly, last Friday of the month, Burlesque After Dark series. And this show is a burlesque tribute to hip-hop. Nice. So I will be hosting it because I am an old white man. Yeah. On the following (laughs) night, Saturday, July 30th, I will be still in Orlando, Florida, and I will be performing at the Geek Easy in the back of a comic shop. I will be performing with my parents' favorite music. Oh, love them. Beloved Nerdcore Act from Michigan, as well as local lover IQ. Oh, IQ! Other acts, TBA. This uh, the show kind of coincides with what used to be the annual meetup of all of the nerds and nerd musicians in Orlando every summer that doesn't happen anymore. Aww. So let's get together and relive those old times and talk-ish about all the people that we aren't friends with anymore. Nice. Nah, let's not do that. Let's just go have a good time. Well, Whatever. fuck, I want to go. No, I can't go. You cannot go to that. I can't go. You need to. No, I'm busy. I just can't go. I mean, I, 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 I want to be there, but I, I, another engagement is keeping me from being there. On Sunday. Sunday, August 14th, I will perform at the Knitting Factory in Brooklyn, New York with my beloved homeboy, Cool Z. Cool Z! He's coming through on tour. He'll have support acts. I'm not sure who they are, but I'm sure they're awesome because he always picks great support acts, including myself. That's true. And then the weekend of Friday, August 19th to Sunday, August 21st, there is a convention happening in New York City called... Liberty City Anime Con. This is a convention brought to you by the same people who put on Metacon in Minneapolis every year. They're branching out. They've got a few conventions that they do uh, around the country, but this is their first one in New York City. Liberty City Anime Con. I do not know which day I am performing. I do not know where the venue is. I just know that from Friday, August 19th until Sunday, August 21st is a three-day convention, and I will be doing rap songs for some of you in some place. All right. And that's it. Those are my plugs uh let's see i'm gonna go through uh august well just so you know the first week of august the first seven days of august are national clown week or rather international clown week is that right yeah what do i have to do uh nothing except enjoy life maybe uh you know wear a red nose and take a selfie with it or something would it be appropriate if i pied somebody unsuspectingly during that time do you know the person yes Uh, it can go either way but you know, on Clown Week, I say go for it. Huh. 
Yeah. Okay. I'm going to use that as my, my out, too, after <laughs> when they... Clown week! Inevitably right in the become face. irate afterward. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. say it's clown week. Okay. Um, on August 12th and August 13th, I'm going to be in an interactive theater piece called The Speakeasy Doll House, semicolon, The Bloody Beginning. It's in a brand new venue with a brand new, well, a relatively brand new cast. Uh, and it's a... I believe a two-hour uh, piece of theater where you are not passively enjoying it. You are an active part of the plot. So uh, go to speakeasydollhouse.com for more information. Do you know what the venue is? That. I believe it's called, it's an old uh, Brooklyn bank. It's an old Williamsburg Brooklyn bank. I don't know the name of it, what it is now. Okay. But it's this huge, beautifully ornate and lavishly appointed old bank that's being transformed into a theater space awesome yeah on august 26th uh i'm going to be in orlando florida hosting the bbb big bang boom cabaret show uh the, the the there's still a working title but from what i understand it's a burlesque game show mm. i'm going to be hosting uh a show with trivia and prizes and burlesque it's going to be fan fucking fantastic so if you want more information then go to bigbangboomcabaret.com for more information you know that is perfect casting you know why why because you don't seem like a scientist <laughs> You're more like a game show host. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Thank you. Are, are we are we done? I believe so. Excellent. This has been the Epic Podcast, episode 45. I've been your host, Nelson Lugo. I have been your other host, Shafer the Dark Lord. Be safe, internets. Oh, boom. Thank you for listening to the Epic Piecast. We'd love to listen to you, too. So send us your feedback, questions, love mail, hate mail, recipes, and fan fiction to epicpiecast at gmail.com. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. Any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes, and images from across the network. And there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com slash nerdyshow. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com slash sponsorships. If you like what you've heard, please rate and review us on iTunes. Like and follow us on SoundCloud and Audioboom, or subscribe and stream on Google Play. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and more, visit nerdyshow.com. And be sure to follow Nerdy Show and the Epic Podcast on all of your favorite social networks. If it's geeky, we've got it covered.
I've been your host, Nelson Lugo. I have been your other host, Schaefer the Dark Lord. Be safe, internets. A boom. Who are you going to call? You know there's music playing. Who are you going to call? That's going to probably create some crazy dissonance because there's music playing over this part. I ain't afraid of no ghost. I understand that. I'm not either because I don't believe in them. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.